ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. Joining me after a week off because uh, he was enjoying lovely Florida is my awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, Delicious Dwayland Davis. Hey, everybody. And those of y'all watching on YouTube can already see this. But for a special occasion, we have our very first masked wrestler join the show. This is Northern Wrestler Federation superstar, masked superstar. Let me put a space between the mask and the superstar for copyright reasons. The Star Rider. How you doing, sir? Good, guys. How are you? Thanks for uh, having me on. I'm excited. Oh, thanks for coming on because, I mean, I didn't know how it was going to work. I was like, you know what? He can wear the mask on the, the interview. You know, yes. and so. Always. Always, always. I mean, you know, we're talking about he goes to Kroger, he wears a mask. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just just because. I mean, I mean, I would. You know, of course. I mean, I feel like wearing a mask anyway. That's just because you know, ugly. And you know, but uh, but my mask is one of the ones that I got at one of the events in Chillicothe. Joylin's mask is Batman because yep. look, I'm not saying he is Batman. I'm not saying he's not Batman. But you never see them in the same place. Yep. Never. Never. So, but before we start the interview, though, I am going to take this mask off because, oh my God, this thing gets hot. So, yeah. Joy and I, we will remove ours real quick. <laughs> okay. Oh, there we go. Ah, let me let me get the beard back down because yeah, Dwayne, <laughs> you should have seen it before, uh, before we, you, know, you came on. Me trying to shove this up underneath all that. Cool. Say again? That it did not look comfortable trying to tuck all that goatee in there. No, it did not. Um, but I don't want to cut the goatee. So. <laughs> <laughs> that thing. Uh, but when I say, you know, the, the masked superstar of the Northern Wrestling Federation, Star Rider, I've seen this man personally as tag team champion. I've seen him as the heavyweight champion because you were heavyweight champion for quite a while, actually. Uh, right around nine, ten months, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, Quite a while. And I didn't, I never saw you as the tri-state champion, but we were talking, he's also been the tri-state champion. Yep. And that, that run was uh, not as lengthy as the uh, heavyweight title run. That was about three or four weeks as tri-state champion. Oh, okay. Uh, so kind of a transitional period, what it sounds like. Yep. Uh, beat Adam for it just to lose it right back to him at FanFest. Like, uh, oh, and fest thirteen, I think. Yeah, something, something like that. So, quick, quick little switcheroo we did. And we were also talking every time you won a title, it was from Adam Swayze. Yep, every single <laughs> one. I'm busy for it. So, uh, I was trying to get a hold of him when he had the unified title, but I didn't get a chance to do that. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Uh, beat me to that one. So you mentioned you uh, you won that title in 2013. So just to um, let our our fans, our listeners know, how long have you actually been in the business itself, in the wrestling business? Right around uh, seven years, almost to the day. I want to say it was August 9th of 2016 is the day I walked into Bone Crushers for the very first time. Wow. Almost seven years to the day. Um, and... What inspired you to become a wrestler? Because, you know, I, I'm a wrestling fan, and I actually thought when I was younger about being a wrestler, but then I saw the travel and everything else, and I decided to go a different path. Uh, I think <laughs> Dwayland, same thing, decided, uh, yep. you know. Yeah, it's like, uh, 
Yeah, not so, for but, me. But what was your inspiration to actually go to Vine Street? I'm assuming it was on Vine Street at that time and go into Bone Crushers and say, hi, I'm, you know, my name is uh, Star, Star Rider. <laughs> well, what inspired me was at a very young age, the very first wrestler I actually saw was uh, Rey Mysterio. And I saw him shoot okay. up uh, under the underneath the stage like he used to back in the early 2000s. And that caught my eye immediately. And then as I got older, uh, I fell, you know, continued to follow Rey Mysterio and then uh, Jeff Hardy seeing how we would always come out with the different colored armbands and the crazy colored hair and him doing the flips off the ladders and going through tables and whatnot. So that stuff kind of inspired me. And the travel never bothered me because I always played travel baseball as a kid. So I was okay. always used oh, okay. to being roads a lot of the on the weekends and stuff. So that never really hindered my decision. But, yeah, those two guys are definitely my biggest inspirations for getting into wrestling. Um, how tall are you again? Because I know you're not a real tall guy. Um, like five not five eight five nine on a good day, about one eighty five. Okay. Uh, so if you're about that high, I'm going to guess you played infield. Yep, middle infield, pitcher, and then center field. Okay. Well, center field, yeah, you got to have some speed on you. Hey, I'm, I was I might not have been the best baseball player, but I was fast. I'll, I'll give myself that. I used to be quick back in the day. So, besides Ray Mysterio, who all were your favorite wrestlers? Uh, Jeff Hardy, definitely um, a big one for me. Uh, AJ Styles was another another guy. Kurt Angle. Uh, those four are definitely the guys that I looked up to when I was as a fan, and then guys that I still can go back and watch and pick stuff up from their uh, matches, either now or back in uh, back in the day. So those four definitely. Now, what inspired you to put on the mask? Oh, Ray, 100%. I always yeah. thought it would be cool as heck to be able to wear a mask and, you know, try to inspire little kids the way he kind of inspired me to grow up, you know, not the biggest guys in the world and to see all the things that he was able to accomplish, um, you know, being world heavyweight champion and then me going on to be NWF heavyweight champion, obviously very different uh, levels of heavyweight champion, but something that I still am very proud of to be able to say that I did something like that after one of my idols. How um, hard is it wrestling in the mask? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's tough, <laughs> especially uh, <laughs> some of those outdoor shows that, uh, that I have to do in the summertime. It is uh, oh, it's yeah. very, very tough, very tough. Yeah. Cause just wearing this one, you know, for, well, maybe what fifteen minutes or so, you know. Um, you know, after a while, I'm like, yeah, hey, I gotta take this thing off. Yeah, it is. It's not fun having to wrestle in it for you know anywhere between ten twenty minutes, and then having to ride home, do everything in it. You know, it's. I didn't really think that through when I started wearing. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess you would have to ride home with it too. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Every time I leave an event, I gotta wear it. You know, I finally get to take it off for a little bit when I. Walk, pull into my driveway or do that kind of stuff. But if I'm out and about, I'm in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I did um, not think. Uh, Dwayne, did you ever hear the interview that uh, Kamala, the late Kamala, you got in the giant, he did with Steve Austin? Uh-uh. No, I didn't. Um, on that one, he said one of the advantages of him always having the face paint, you know, in the ring. And of course, you know, he's wearing, 
whatever weird loincloth looking thing they had him wear. Yeah. Of course, he said outside the ring, he's wearing like jeans, a shirt, no face paint. And he was able to nobody walk. Nobody knows through. who he is. Yeah. He said yeah. nobody knew who he was except for how big he was. He was a big guy. Yeah. But he said he never, ever got recognized. So maybe that might be kind of an advantage uh, with the exception of like we were talking before we started recording. Every once in a while, somebody might see like something, an identifier on you. They'll go, hey. Yeah. Um, I, get, I, get yeah the, I was going to say the tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> So that's uh that's kind of tough. In the winter time, it's a little bit uh I can you know it's a little easier wearing gloves and long sleeves and stuff. So in the winter time, it's definitely a lot easier. And speaking of like the masks, how many different masks do you have? Because I have a picture right here. Um, you are somewhere. Now, I'm in the dead center of it, but you're kind of off a little bit there. And that's a different mask from what you're wearing right now. Um. <laughs> I have another picture somewhere in the house. My son was looking for it because my son took a picture with you in Mount Orb. Um, this would have been around like 2018, maybe, but you oh. were wearing like a black mask. <laughs> oh man. I don't, I'm not too sure. I'm, I probably had a few different styles over, over the years. This is obviously my uh, latest one that I just, you know, have the star and then the few simple, lines right here because my old one was uh basically la sombra's old mask just instead of the diamond right here it was the star okay yeah. and i thought it was kind of time to you know up the you know do, make it my my own because you know I've, I've been doing it for so long and i feel like i have somewhat of a representable and marketable brand where i need to be able to stick out on my own so that way someone else can't just be like oh that's la sombra's old mask or whatever so i've had Probably three or four different designs of my mask now. I know I've seen at least three of them. You pr yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, now, did you start in a mask or did you start without the mask and with a totally different name? No, I've wrestled as Star Rider with the mask from uh, day one. Oh, wow. Day one. I've never wrestled a match without my mask on. Uh, so what are some of the other pros and cons? You know, because whatever the cons being, yeah, you get hot, especially, you know, during the summer if you're having to go outside. Yeah. But the pros, you know, you can actually kind of go. You don't have to worry about uh, somebody recognizing you usually. Like if you're in a Kroger, Walmart, getting gas somewhere. You know, so what are some of the other pros and cons? Um, oh, I haven't really thought about that. The cons are definitely having to, you know, obviously wear it constantly when I'm at the building and the venue and not being able to, you know, if I get hot, like, it, you know, uh, fan fest when, you know, we're all out hanging out with the fans. I can't just, you know, take it off and I can't just breathe like everybody else. I got to try to sneak mm -hmm. away quick and find my own corner to, you know, take it off and take a drink of water and then, you know, go back out there just because of how hot it gets. Uh, the pros in the wintertime. It keeps me warm. I don't have to worry about yeah. the cold wind hitting my face, you know, when it's 10 below zero, you know, up this way sometimes. So that's definitely a pro in the winter. What do you think, Dwayne? Need to get a mask for the wintertime? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I've got the beard and the beard does a good job, but the rest of it is like, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, it was kind of when we were still doing the pandemic and we were allowed to wrestle, but we still had to, you know, wear masks. I thought that, you know, me showing up to shows, like, 
you know, for NWF or for OVW down in Louisville, I'd be able to just get away with this. But because I was still had a mouth hole and then the mm-hmm. no, I had to wear either a mask over top of this one or I had to wear my coat, the COVID mask underneath this right before I went to wrestle. Take that oh. off, then come back into the locker room, take this off to put the COVID mask back on. And then, uh, oh, wow. So that was that was definitely a, a big con, you know, having to do that, you know, multiple times a week for OVW and then uh, NWF up here. That was that was not fun at all. Well, if God forbid something were to happen and we ever have to go back to wearing those, there's one that's sitting right back there. You'll see it. It says armchair booking. It's actually a mask you can wear for the COVID stuff. Perfect. Yeah. Um you know, you can go to, oh, of course, we have a merch site, tpublic.com slash users that slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. I actually have some shirts that are coming my way right now for a couple of uh, your peers there in the NWF. Um, and I also have some stickers I'll be bringing with me to the the Sizzler to the Fan Fest because I've had some people actually ask me for, for stickers. And so I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so, um, but yeah, so that's going to be coming in. I'll be handing them out to people if they you know if they want them you know um yeah but yeah so i can give you a stick at some point i got you get also get you a t-shirt you know but i only ordered the two for right now uh for a couple of people but um in fact i hope they wear them there and they show them to noah gabriel because even though dwaylon wasn't there he's seen the video (laughs) yeah of noah you know um uh, he claims there was allergies i know that's just noah being a you know being a jerk Yep. Uh, and new attitude, Noah. I can't call him nasty, Noah, because, you know, the nasty Russ may go, oh, wait a minute. That's, you know, that's me. Yeah, that's that, that's my stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say obnoxious Noah. Yeah, that, but, that's perfectly. Yeah, he just happened to be my shirt that he grabbed, you know, it, it, mine and Dwayland's shirt that he, he besmirched. Just, yeah, conveniently. Yeah. Conveniently. Yep. Um, that was. Yep, but so any any kind of support I can get from the wrestlers showing, hey, this is you know the show, and actually that's mm-hmm. the fourth time Noah's been on. Dwayne really? is at least yeah. at least the third. Yeah. I want to say maybe probably the fourth though. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. So it's like, all right, Noah, let's see how it is. But, <laughs> um. So I I actually did know that you were also doing some time down in OVW. Uh, how do you like that? Because OVW, I mean, it's a pretty well known. Uh, company it is i've been uh i've been going down there for almost three years now and um it was a completely different animal you know obviously working just you know nwf and an indie show and then going to ovw where it's tv two completely different types of things so it's almost like relearning how to wrestle all over again you have to learn mm-hmm. tv time and all that kind of stuff but uh once i got kind of adjusted to it now i'm, pre- I'm kind of used to it now but uh, I've been able to do some great stuff down there. So I love going down there every Thursday. And I think um, they use a 20 by 20 ring, don't they? Yeah. So that was another thing that took a couple weeks to get used to, you know, running those ropes was a lot longer having <laughs> to tie stuff up for, you know, drop kicks and, you know, having to jump a little, maybe a little farther for the frog splash and for the double stomp. So excuse me yeah that definitely took uh that took some adjusting too my uh, cardio got better because of it (laughs) yeah because dwaylon had you ever really thought about that either you know um 
because WCW, they, they had 18 by 18, but of course they always talked mm-hmm. about when they went to WWE, it was 20 by 20 and they had to take like an 20. extra step or had to time it. Yep. And yeah. And depending on the move, sometimes it was an extra two steps and it's like, like, you know, like Star Rider said, you just had to, they had to relearn a lot of, a lot of stuff because of the extra steps they had to take. And Buff Bagwell, when he was on the show, yeah, we had Buff Bagwell on the show last year. That was awesome. Um, oh, wow. Yep. Uh, but he mentioned that WWE uses ropes. They don't use cables. They use real mm-hmm. ropes. Yeah. And so he said, you bounce off the ropes, and it was like, and, uh So I don't know. Does OVW, do they use ropes or cables? They use, uh, it's not rope, but I wouldn't call it like cable. It's like a middle ground, or so, like something in between that, but it, it gives you an extra like spring, you know, compared to what just a regular cable would do. Okay. I don't, like a, the best way to describe it is maybe like a garden hose and then just like uh tape over top of it might be the best way to kind of describe it, but it's better than, better than cables. <laughs> okay. And NWF, they use the cables. Yeah. We use okay. the cable. Yeah. I thought they did. I just wasn't sure. Um, Cause the only time I've been inside an NWF ring was when I was taking pictures like that one, like with you guys. <laughs> and, uh, and that's one of the things getting inside there. If you've never had to like climb into a ring, it's a lot harder than what it looks. It, yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. Uh, I remember I was maybe nine or 10 years old and my uncle took me to a TNA uh, live event, I think in like Cincinnati or Dayton. And at the time, at the end of every show, they were doing like Polaroids in the ring. So mm-hmm. I got the very first time I got in the ring. I think it was, it was me and I think it was with Kurt Angle. And the very first time I got in the ring, I was like, how in the heck am I supposed to get <laughs> all to go in between the middle and the top? But I'm like, or too short to go in between those two, but I'm too tall to go in between the first and the second. So right. I kind of jumped up and like rolled under the ring and then I asked if I could jump over the top rope and they told me no. No. <laughs> Amateurs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Joel, have you ever had a chance to like actually step inside a ring? No, I haven't. I've been to a TNA live event and I've saw some fans do that. My actually my oldest son got a picture made with some of the wrestlers and he got in the ring, but I've I've never gotten in. Yeah, because like as soon as you step up on the apron you're like Oh God, what do I do now? And yeah. <laughs> um And it's I'm, a lot taller than it looks if you've never been up there. So and then the very first time you get in the ring, you're like, Holy crap. Then if you ever get on the second or top rope, you're like, Holy crap, this is, you know, a lot taller than it looks. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Um and in fact I even saw um at one of the events, one of the NWF events there was a girl who she managed to get in the ring. She was having trouble getting in the ring and then getting out. She was really struggling. I mean, they had to kind of slide her out of the bottom rope because, I mean, she was like too afraid to step through because, you know, it, it's, it, you wouldn't, it doesn't look hard because, well, we see the professionals do it all the time mm-hmm. and everybody yeah. has different ways of doing it. I imagine if I tried to run and just kind of slide into the ring, I'd probably end up like hurting myself. um yeah so i'm like yeah that's not gonna you know that yeah so that wouldn't work for me um (laughs) but we're um have you ever have you worked for any of the other companies even doing like spot shows here and there besides nwf and ovw um yeah 
uh, work for uh, AML down in uh, North Carolina from time to time. I used to be down there kind of regularly, and I haven't been down there in a while, so I'm, I'm hoping to get back down there soon. Um, I've done a WWE match on main event with uh, Mace. I think that was two right around two years ago, and okay. then I AW uh, dark match with uh, Dan the Dad and Facade. Um, oh. some earlier this year, or late last year, I believe. So, had I missed it, Dwayne? Did I ever say anything about him doing it? Because usually, I, I actually would know. Where, like when the NWF folks were doing the dark matches, I don't know how I missed yours on the yeah. AW. Yeah. Oh man, I'm trying to think. That might have been. It was either early this year or late last year. I think okay. I'll have to. I'll have to go back and look. I'm not okay. too sure. Yeah, because I'll have to check that one out because I, I try to catch all of them because I've seen Crew, I've seen Nikki Victory, I've seen mm-hmm. Nasty Russ, I've seen, uh, was it Team Money? I think he was another one. Team Money was there, yep. Yep. Um, And so I was like, hey, because I always tell people, watch them. They're from NWF. They're good. Watch <laughs> yeah. them. And, you know, so, and I always like seeing that. Um, especially the ones like yourself and Nikki and crew and Russ and team money. I mean, because I've seen how good you are. I'm just glad that other people can see how good you are and it's on YouTube. So, you know, it's there forever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and you were a main event for WWE. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I had the chance to wrestle uh mace for main event. I want to say, I think it was, that was September of 2021 sometime in September of 2021. Uh, are those on the network, Dwayne? They should be, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll think, have to see if we can yeah, find Yeah, main that. events. On, yeah, main events on the network. So yeah, we should be able to find it. Okay, yeah, we're, we're going to go look for that. Um, um, I got my butt kicked, so maybe you can skip past that one. <laughs> 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 and I didn't stand much of a chance against the uh, Mace. That's that's a big boy right there. Yeah. Uh, did they actually let you let you use the name Star Rider in WWE? No, I had to use a different name, and then I I think we mm. were talking about if I've ever wrestled without the mask. I, yeah, they no one know I had to wear the mask that time. So ah, mm. uh, okay, then all right, then maybe I won't look for it. <laughs> <laughs> it might traumatize me. It, yeah, it might. You never know. You never know. You don't know. Don't want to see what's on uh, under here. Uh quick update: Reds over the Marlins five to two. They finally won a game for the first time in like two weeks. Thank um. God. God, they were on such a good streak, and all of a sudden, boom. Yep, <laughs> back down after the trade deadline. It was ugly. Oh, yeah. But, and then getting, getting swept by the Nationals at home. That at just, home. Ugh. Yeah, because the Nationals are not good. And, no, no, first not at in, all. And they can't score runs, and we just let them score run after run after run against us in that series. Uh, not as bad as what Chicago did to them. Chicago was scoring oh. all the runs in like in two of those games. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that series either. We <laughs> that can, was, <laughs> let's just uh, let's just say I'm ready for football to come back after the way the Reds have been playing the last yeah. few weeks. Uh, so uh, what are some of the other accomplishments that you've had in wrestling? Because you know, we've talked about the titles you won in NWF. So what are the other things that you've been able to do? Um, Like, uh, like we talked about the titles in the NWF. I've won uh, two NWF Rumbles. Um, for OBW, I've been their rush division champion, uh, on two separate occasions and, uh, had the first ever scaffold match in the history of oh, OBW. Wow. 
Oh, back how in March. That terrifying. Absolutely. <laughs> I bet. Absolutely. Absolutely terrifying. Uh, yeah. Al Al called me on the phone and he said, "I've got two ideas for uh, the we were it was a blow off angle with uh, Gustavo at the time. Me and him had been trading the rush title back and forth for a few for a few months." And uh, he said, I got two ideas, and it was right after the Boneyard or right before the Boneyard match or whatever. And he said, we could do something like that. And before he could get anything else out of his mouth, I said, nope, we're doing that. I said, that's cool. It's cinematic. That'd be something cool to bring to OVW. And he goes, well, mm-hmm. if you into my other idea, you might like that one better because you're an idiot. And I was like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Your other one, I said, I'm not going to like it. I said, there's no way anything's going to top it. And he said, what about a scaffold match? And I was like, all right, never mind. We're doing that one. I'm I'm so down to do that. And I didn't think we'd be able to do that because Gustavo is not a huge fan of heights. So I didn't think that was even going to be on the table. And I get to TV that week and he goes, well, we're getting it set up. We're setting it up tonight. And I was like, huh? It's like, I didn't think we were doing that. I thought you were kidding. So. Ooh. And by Al, I'm assuming you're referring to Al Snow. Yes, Al Snow. Oh, see, Al Snow just calls our boy directly, uh, Dwellin. <laughs> that that is that is really cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought I was in trouble because normally, if you know, he'll wait to talk to me, or I'll wait to talk to him when I see him on Thursdays. But no, he called me, and I was like, I couldn't have messed up this bad. It's you know, it's only <laughs> like if I was in trouble, you would have yelled at me already. So, but yeah, that was definitely something that was. Uh, very cool and when i saw it for the first time because it was set up on a thursday and the sh- we were doing the actual match on a saturday so it was okay. set up for days and i got there and i looked at it and i was like holy crap what did i get myself into so i didn't i didn't eat for about two days till after the match i don't think i ate for <laughs> i was pacing wow. <laughs> back and forth the entire Saturday up in the in the locker room area, just walking back and forth until my music hit. I was petrified to do that. And did you win? Did you win the match? Uh, we don't need to talk about that now. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Gotcha. How high up was the scaffold? Um, it's about fifteen feet up in the air. It was it was up there. Yeah. It, I saw a picture of it before I saw the thing in person somebody was up there that had set it up and sent me a picture like looking down and I was like oh that's not that that far I was like I could do something you know crazy off this thing to you know to take the fall and then I get there and I'm like yeah maybe I shouldn't do (laughs) and I said no you're just gonna dangle there and you're just gonna fall to save yourself and I was like you know what for once I'm gonna listen to you that sounds like a smart idea because You know, Louisville also being the home of Jim Cornette, Mm -hmm. and of course, he's one of the most famous incidences with a scaffold. Yep. You know, um, and and I'm a I'm deathly afraid of heights anyway. So if they'd have said scaffold match, I'm like, I'm retired, done. I'm no longer longer wrestling. I just I I don't think I could do it. You know, even if they say you're winning, I'm like, no, I'd still manage to fall off just because. Right. that was the thing because we were like 15 feet up in the air and it was maybe like you, you had just enough room to be to stand shoulder width apart. So one wrong move either way for me yeah. or Davo, like hmm. we're tumbling. 
like we're and we're just done. And we and he wanted to do a spot where he or I thought I knocked him off and then he used like the right like the handles underneath to like monkey bar all the mm-hmm. way across. And I was like, man, if you think you can do that, then go right ahead. I didn't think he could. And sure enough, he he did it. And then, yeah, it was it was amazing. But, yeah, I, de- I would definitely do it again, I think. I mean, that, that <laughs> gives crazy. me the willies just thinking about it. Yeah, like just standing mm. up there, like trying to climb to get up there and then just trying to, like, throw a punch or a kick. The thing would just wobble. Oh. So just try- any sort of footing or anything. I was probably on my knees for probably 15 of the 20 minutes we were up there. Cause I was just petrified oh. on my feet in case Ooh. I were to actually go one way or the other. Is there video footage of this anywhere? I, I I've got to see this. Yeah. I need to see it. Um, it should be on somewhere on OVW's. I think uh YouTube page every year they do. We do an award show. Okay. And- so for December, so it would be sometime in December of 22. That match was up for match of the year. Okay. And there's a lot okay. of uh, highlights from it. I'm not sure if the actual finish is up there, but there's some highlights up there of us. I think I took a, I ended up taking like a DDT and a cutter up there. Oh, <laughs> oh nah. Yeah, it was. It was rough, but me and Goose, yeah, we did a lot of, uh, me and him did a lot of stuff. We did, uh, two out of three falls, 30 minute Iron Man. Body, we finally did the scaffold match to bring it all home. Oh. Woo. Uh, so is that one of your favorite matches that you've ever actually been involved in? Um, it's, it's up there, not because the match itself is good. I, I don't want to say the match itself wasn't good because, you know, it's just so it's so tough to do anything while you're up there. But it's definitely my most memorable uh, wrestle, uh, wrestling moment because I, I, no matter what I do, I, I think it's going to be hard to top that just because it's something that not none of my friends have ever done. And I don't know if they ever will get the chance to do it. So that's something that I can say that I've done in my life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do it with one of my uh, probably the only person in the world I would have trusted in that moment with me up there. So it's definitely my most memorable and probably my favorite moment in professional wrestling for me is doing that. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, just uh, <laughs> um, I am gonna I am gonna try to find it though so I can watch it. Uh, what are some of your other favorite matches that you've actually watched that you were not involved in? And this could be. NWF, this could be WWE, WCW, TNA, anything. Um, one of my all-time favorites is gonna be Flair and Steamboat at uh Chi Town in eighty nine, I think. Eighty nine. Eighty nine, yep. yep. Yep, that's uh that's definitely up there. Um oh man. It's so hard to pick. There's a couple Kurt Angle matches, uh, probably Kurt and Ray from SummerSlam 02 when they kicked off SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, that was an excellent match. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, and then there's Angle and Benoit against Ray and Edge at No Mercy 2002 for the first ever tag team championships, I believe. Mm-hmm. SmackDown tag titles, yep. That one. Um, oh, man. Kurt Angle and Sean at WrestleMania 21. Yes. Kurt- Undertaker at No Way Out 2006. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
there's a probably some of those I would say mostly a lot of stuff with uh, Kurt Angle. I've been watching a lot of him over the past three or four years and just trying to pick up some of the stuff that he does in the ring. Um, one of the things that Kurt Angle does, and I hadn't noticed it, but not giving it too much thought, when he goes over the top rope, you ever notice that he flips and so he goes forward? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and he does it on purpose because he went over backwards once and he landed real awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, he's always managed, you know, when he's going over, he always manages to go forward, you know, so he can control it. Yep. Because I, I, personally can't go over backwards i don't know what it is like it's a like i think i'm in my own head but i can't go go out backwards at all i wouldn't want to no (laughs) (laughs) you can't see what's going on yeah exactly so i know that's why he does it so now anytime i'm in a rumble or a battle royal and somebody you know and it's my turn to go i'm just i'm trying to think of something different because anybody can go out backwards or get chucked out so my crazy mind's always trying to think of hey what can Mm -hmm. i do you know (laughs) just going to be different because you know that's your moment that's if i'm not winning it then i'm going to try to stand out and make people remember that i was at least oh and who have been some of your favorite opponents Ooh, uh gustavo for sure down at uh ovw um adam swayze has got to be one of them just because he and i've been you know wrestling for um, for pretty much seven years uh, David Tyler's another one. It seems like he and I always find our way back to each other as well. Andrew Reed, um, Al Hero down in OVW, Luke Curtis down in OVW, um, and even Nikki Victory. I've I've wrestled Nikki once, and I wish I could wrestle her again. She's tremendous. I would love to wrestle her again at some stage of my career. When we had Roger on the show, um, well, about what, about 15 months ago or so, Joyla? Probably so, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what he said about Nikki? said she had no ceiling. He said she can go as far as she wants to go if she's yep. that good. Yep. She, she is. She's, she's underrated, I believe. I don't think enough people give her the credit she deserves, and I don't think she gives herself enough mm-hmm. credit that she deserves. So uh, she – like Roger said, she could go as far as she wants to in this business. And I hope, and I hope she does. I really hope she does. Yeah. Cause I'm, I don't think I've seen a bad match from her yet. It's no, it's when you're in the ring with Nikki, whoever is standing across the ring from her, you know, you're going to get a, a very good match. And it could be match of the night, whether she's wrestling, you know, a girl or a guy, no matter who she's in the ring with, she can, she can hang with the best in, in the business, I think. And I've seen her take some nasty, nasty bumps. No. Oh, uh, because it was Ryan Stone. And man, he was, he, Ryan Stone was a big dude. He was. And he did a spine buster on her in Mount Orb that I was just like, what? I mean, I'm like, he just killed her. I, <laughs> you know? I, he just killed her. And that from upstairs in our locker room, I saw that and I was like, he just, he, he just killed her. He just yeah. killed Nick. And she just, I mean, now granted, she didn't just pop up, you know, but she, she took it like a champ. And I was like, I don't know who this girl, I think it was the first time I'd ever seen her wrestle. I'm like, I don't know who she is, but that girl's tough. She mm-hmm. is very tough because I mean, you're talking, he's like four times her size yeah, and he just 
I was like, <laughs> and I've seen some other ones, you know, um, that she's done that like when Joshua, like when they were having their little thing before Nikki turned to the dark side and, you know, became next level Nikki victory. But I mean, he literally like slammed her face off the mat. And that's when you and her were tag team champions. <coughs> and yeah. that's first hands. I mean, how bad were you cringing, you know, when you saw that, like, ooh. Bad. I, I was because, you know, she was she was one of my best friends. And to see, you know, Josh do her, like, that made me cringe. And I don't cringe, you know, so. But the stuff that, the bumps that she would take, you know, they, they, they make you cringe. But <laughs> um, And I think that may be why some of the other companies are also looking at her because she can take those bumps it, and yeah, she keeps it, coming back. Yeah. She's like, no matter how many times you knock her down, she's going to get right back up and she's going to bring the fight back to her, to you. So now when at the, the revolution rising too, um, I cannot remember the name of the girl she was wrestling, but the girl chopped her so many times across the chest. Allison K. Yeah. Allison K. That's who it was. And, my daughter and I actually took a picture with Nikki. Actually, Joshua took the, he actually took the picture for us. But you could tell on her face she was not happy. She was you could see how red it was across there. I was uh I was in the back. Excuse me. I was in the locker room uh watching on our monitor back there. And I and I wasn't even watching at that specific time, but I heard the first chop. And I was like, mm. I, I they call her AK forty seven. I think <laughs> And I was like, that's exactly why, because that sounded like a gunshot. I'm surprised people down the street didn't call the police because it was thunderous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joel, you remember how Daniel Bryan's chest looked in that one, the greatest Royal Rumble? Yes. That's what the top of Nikki Victory's chest looked like. I mean, oh, it was wow. it was like bright, bright red. It, it was bad. And that's saying, it, oh, God, I'm glad that was her and not me. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, so upcoming events, of course, the Summer Sizzler, the Fan Fest, which is happening down in Covington, it hits on the August 19th. You're wrestling Larry D, the legendary Larry D. Legendary Larry D. And part of his, what we're, I mean, everybody's kind of saying, yeah, he's on kind of a retirement tour. So he's making appearances, you know, um, you know, thankfully, you know, he's going to be up in Covington, um, you know, but how, how much of an honor is it that his last match, basically probably for the NWF, you're going to be his opponent? Uh, to me, it, it means a lot because when I first started wrestling and I was wrestling weekly, oh, excuse me, Larry would bring me down to uh, his place, PTW, down in uh, Paris, Kentucky, in, a, in Georgetown. And, you know, I would kind of learn under, you know, Larry at those times because I would only been wrestling a year or two. So he would give me pointers and he would tell me things to keep doing and things that I need to work on. And then I kind of stopped going down there and we kind of, you know, went our separate ways. He went off with Impact and I went off with, you know, staying with NWF and OVW. But uh, so to me, it's a big honor because he's kind of had a small hand in training me and teaching me some of the things that I still use to this day. Oh, excuse me. So I'm, I'm very excited because I've never wrestled Larry in any form of capacity besides maybe a run in and a rumble or a battle Royal. 
So I'm excited. You know, if he did pick me, then I'm very honored. Or even just the fact that he would agree to wrestle me in what probably is his last match with the NWF. I am definitely looking forward to that match. Um, I think it'd be definitely be a good one because I know two years ago, the first rumble or for first rumble, first summer scissor I ever went to, it was you and Lotus, I believe in a street fight. Yep. Against the, the strays. Yep. And cause I remember I actually interviewed Lotus, um, not long before that, you know, unfortunately, Dwaylon was, uh, he had just became co-host, but he wasn't able to make that interview. So you actually didn't get a chance to meet him. But, but yeah, um, but back then he said, star writer, he said, that's my ride or die right there. <laughs> you know, so um, I remember I like seeing y'all as the tag team champions. That was uh, that was fun. That uh, I don't think it was actually meant to go as long as it did. I, you know, I thought it was a crazy pairing and I was like, I don't know what we're doing with me. <laughs> Dude different you know sides of the spectrum but uh you know it worked and you know i think we had some real magic in there especially with the strays i think every time we wrestled um i think we had a i would say we had a pretty good match but maybe i'm just being a little bit biased but that street fight's probably another one of my top five matches and moments i've had in in wrestling oh it was a uh, it was a fun match to watch i would put like that I'm, I'm I'm still feeling the effects of that uh backdrop on the on them chairs and that superplex on the trash cans too. <laughs> I'm still yeah, two years later. And you know what? I'm actually pulling up the Northern Wrestling Federation's Facebook page right now because they just had an announcement uh, not that long ago at the Sizzler. There's going to be a special panel of guests, and I'm trying to remember all of them. And I thought they had it had that posted oh psycho sam cody's gonna be one of them psycho um, sam yep psycho sam tiny tim who's been on the show um need to get him what do you think we need to get tim back on the show some at some point yeah definitely uh do you know the rest of them star writer because i was looking and i cannot find the rest of the panel oh here we go um Nick Rivers. Yep. Uh, see, Nick Rivers, Tiny Tim. Um, Jason Cross. Jason Cross, that was another one. Because I'm not familiar with Nick Rivers or Jason Cross. Uh, I'm pretty sure Randy, he'll school me on who they are because anytime we've been to an event and I'm like, I have no idea who this is, Randy, he'll all of a sudden go through like the history of it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they used to be oh, this, cool. this, this, and this. And um, that's why Joylan and Randy, they could both just – go back and forth <laughs> conversation because I've always called Dwayland to walk in encyclopedia of wrestling. And and now I have people on other podcasts calling Dwayland to walk in encyclopedia of wrestling. <laughs> and there's a special, you know, somebody who they, um, they just said one more is a mystery guest. I have a feeling, I think I know who it might be just judging by the silhouette of the person, but, um, and, and, and see, I can't find it now. And so I'm, they may have taken it down. Um, who, do you, who do you think that mystery person is? Well, it's going to give me the reason to take that belt back there, the 10 pounds of gold, you know, because I have a feeling this person is going to be able to autograph it because he may have held it at one point. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, I had no idea. I'm, I'm excited to find out who it is. 
Uh, by the way, you see 10 pounds of gold. That one's more like eight pounds of brass, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> still one of my favorite belts, though. Uh, that one, the Mid-Atlantic belt, is one I need to get. Um, the old North American heavyweight title, the one that it it looks just cumbersome, but I just, I've always liked it. Mm. Um, the old AWA belt with the little jewels, you know, at the top. I want uh, the old, I want the classic intercontinental title. Yes. And the, um, the NWA world television title. The, the, red, the red, had the, the red, red and orange back. Yeah. yeah you got to have the, that one. You have to have the red. Yeah. Um, I think the intercontinental title, I think I would prefer the white belt on that yes. one. Yes. Yep. Um, but most of the time, I like the black belts. To me, it just mm. it looks it looks. Better. Yeah, I do too. Except for the two we just talked about, and then the NWA World Tag Team Titles with the blue strap when yes. Tully and Arn had them. Those, yes, those those have to be blue. And no disrespect to America's Most Wanted, they were black then. They were great champions, but just I just love that. I don't know. It was something about that blue with the gold on top of it. Just just popped when you saw it on TV. Uh, so we've got a couple more questions for you there, Mr. Ryder, or do we just call you star? Whatever, whatever word. Whatever. <laughs> um, so since you are a, uh, well, you're from the stars, you're from outer space or from parts unknown, but you're living in Cincinnati. Yes. And, and so we always ask anybody if they're from Cincinnati, the same question. I think I know going skyline or gold star <laughs> skyline skyline everybody nobody has said gold star people yeah. have been like gold star is not bad but they always if they got to pick one or the other it's always skyline yeah um See, that i used to be the other way because when i was uh when i was a kid gold star was always closest to my house i didn't have a sky if i wanted conies it was two minutes away or i had to drive 20 minutes for skyline so i always had gold star and then when i moved and got closer to a skyline, it became, you know, now I'm a skyline boy and I'll always go for a skyline now. But if I had, you know, if one's a little closer, if I'm with someone and they want gold star, I'm not going to throw a fit. I'll go and eat gold star, but I would prefer have my skyline. <laughs> I think Roger's the only person he said, oh, I like, I like all of them. You yeah. know, so, yeah. um, and we haven't had anybody yet also go, I don't like any of them. I like blue ass chili. You know, <laughs> or I like Camp Washington chili, you know, because yeah, Joylin, there's actually other brands. They have like one or two <laughs> locations in the city, but you know, of course everybody knows Skyline and Gold Star and Skyline have locations in Florida. Yeah. They just opened one up down in Louisville or Lexington, I think not too long ago, a Skyline. Um, did um, they have them in Louisville when you were there? Joylin, when you were there? In no. They, but they, <laughs> they had didn't fresh, have them then. They had fresh. They had freshes. Yeah, I ate at freshes a lot. Yeah. But did you have the tartar sauce on the hamburger? I did not. I did not. I, I, you, I couldn't, I, I couldn't it, do it. I, it I, 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 I didn't think uh, I could do it either. But my wife, who's from here, you know, she said, you're going to do this or we're not going to get married. And then also because oh. I ordered it, I ordered a chicken sandwich at Frisch's and that was like a bad, bad sin. What are you doing? Yeah, you got to order I, I a burger, man. <laughs> I, mean, I know I that. Know. <laughs> but you uh, got to have tartar sauce. Then, and it's like, the burger. Well, I mean, the tartar sauce. I was like, all right, let me try this. Like, oh. Okay, but it's See, not... I don't like I don't like tartar sauce, and I guess I just can't imagine it being on my burger. I don't know. I, you know what? It's they have their own special tartar sauce. Yeah, they do. So they do. I mean that that does, you can't just grab any tartar sauce and put it on a burger. You have to have their tartar sauce. That does yeah. make the difference. Try it. I'm telling you, you will. Yeah. It'll it'll change your life. It'll change your life. 
So like I said, when you come up here, Dwayne, and I'm not going to say if, yeah. when you come up here right. you know, for, and we're going to go to watch the NWF, uh, hopefully in Mount Orb, so we don't have to drive that far because right. it's 10 minutes away from my house. And, you know, you will, we will have to hit up, um, we'll have to hit up Skyline. We're going to hit up Frisch's, you know, actually we'll hit up Skyline and Gold Star and then let you. See it. Let me pick. Yeah. yeah make you pick. Um, and then we're going to go meet Star Rider in person. Okay. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> so um so when you're driving this is a non-wrestling question okay like when you're driving down to louisville or anywhere else but i'll just take louisville because it's you know two and a half hours ish from you know uh from here what is on your music playlist like when you're traveling uh it, it's a mixture of a of a whole bunch of stuff i got some luke combs some morgan wallen uh some big time rush on there uh from when I was a kid. I don't even know if you guys know who big time rush is. My daughter yeah. just saw a big time Russian concert about oh. last week. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll I'll have them on there. Uh some Metallica, uh Guns N' Roses from Ashes to New, Motionless and White. I got a whole mixture of stuff that's on there for my playlist. That yeah, that's a little eclectic. Um, yeah, it's all like all over the place. Um, Titan still has everybody beat. I will say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, and, I, that won't question. Yeah. I believe yeah. <laughs> um, and Joe Pro James, his is pretty, uh, yeah. pretty eclectic also. <laughs> That's another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got, I got some Frank Sinatra on there too. Sometimes a little Frank Sinatra's in there. It's good for the soul. I have a song on my playlist that has, a Frank Sinatra sample at the at the beginning, and then it's a rap song, and they, there's like a part, <laughs> um, like a chorus part from a Frank Sinatra song, and then the actual song takes off. But so I have a little Frank Sinatra on mine too. There you go, uh, a little bit uh, of Dwellin's music taste is also all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> so. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people's are. I feel like people listen to different genres. It's not just all country or all rock. Yeah. And roll. You just get more, you get well-rounded that way. It's like, yeah. I mean, you listen to different types, you know, different genres. And it's like, like the older I get, the more, like I can identify more with stuff that is talked about in country songs than I can with stuff that's talked about in rap songs. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Because a lot of the country stuff, just everyday stuff, just life. Yeah. A lot of the rap stuff is stuff that, I've never experienced. I don't have any plans on experiencing. If my if I had experienced that when I was coming up, my mom would have beat the crap out of me. So <laughs> either way, and and she would have too. Yeah, I didn't live <laughs> that life. So it's like I, I I like I like a lot of a lot of rap music, but I just can't relate to a lot of the stuff they talk about. Uh, yeah, but I can. I'm, the older I get, the more I can relate to a lot of stuff country talks about. Yeah. Um, and of course, I know. I don't know if you remember this from, you know, our days back in high school, but we'd have all these guys, you know, riding around in either their tapes or the, the rich boys who had actually had CD players in their car. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't us, but no, that wasn't us. It was, but it was cassettes all day with us. <laughs> yeah, It was cassettes and you'd see like ACDC, Metallica, Megadeth, sometimes Slayer, you know, metal bands and then NWA and Hank Williams Jr. Yeah. Yep. That was. You know, that was like standard yeah. in everybody's collection. It was, that was like, 
one extreme to the other to the other. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. Oh, but so if somebody wanted to contact you for bookings or social media, you know, where can people find you? Uh, Facebook is Star Rider, and then Twitter is at Rider of the Stars, and Instagram is the same thing, just after Rider, it's an underscore, and after the underscore, et cetera, the rest of the way for Rider of the Stars. Okay. Is there an email address if somebody wants to just hit you up for bookings or whatever? No, I usually do uh, my bookings through uh, Twitter or Facebook, that kind of way. And... Do you have any other information, any last words, any messages? Um, um, I don't think so, but Larry, if you're watching, it's going to be a legendary fan fest when the star of the show beats you. Remember that. <laughs> oh, there we go. Dwellin Gauntlet's been thrown down. Yes, it um, has. Wait, I'm and- just kidding. Larry, if you see that, just take it easy on my chest, please. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got the, like- he's got the oh, big, beefy hands. I imagine that's got to hurt. Oh my god! Like I said, I've had a run in with him in a rumble or two, and I'm I stayed. I, I took one or two chops, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna stay on this side of the ring until <laughs> so, stay on this side. I'm gonna hug this bottom rope right now. Pull a Jerry, yeah, pull a Jerry Lawler, <laughs> hug that bottom rope. <laughs> That's how I won my first rumble at the NW. I just hugged <laughs> so you know I threw out Jay Donaldson lastly, and then I won. <laughs> All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, once again, this is Star Rider. He is the the masked star of the Northern Wrestling Federation, former heavyweight champion, former tri-state champion, former tag team champion. I've actually seen him hold two out of those three. Been honored to see him hold those two out of three, and I'm pretty sure Adam Swayze, you know, may may have to win. You know, he may have a little bit of heartburn because you, every time he gets a title, you take it from him. <laughs> But <laughs> hey, he should just stop winning titles and maybe I'll stop going after him. Okay, there, there uh, maybe, but you know, I mean, he's had a change of heart. Him and Rex are back together as that's, a team. It's a, that's it getting used to. That's I don't know if you were there in Mount Or, but we we did handshake this, her out in the middle of that ring for Polaroids. I don't know if you saw that, but I did. did. Um, I actually showed up a little bit later than normal. Um, because I'm trying to think, I think my son had saxophone lessons, so I'll. You know, I couldn't come right, you know, when the doors are opening, you know, but uh, of course I did show up and I did see people in the ring. At first it was weird seeing Rex in the ring and now all of a sudden Adam Swayze is in the ring too, you know, yeah. so, uh, but that, Noah, that, but Noah's not in the ring. Yeah. Uh, it, it's weird. People, you know, having a change of heart and then Noah, you know, showing his true colors. So yeah. And very and, different time yeah. now you have to just a year ago. See, y'all need to tell Noah, all right, you want to sneeze on somebody's shirt? All right. You know, so, uh, yeah, that that that's going to live for a while. Hopefully, you oh, know, yeah. get some other people, you know, say, you, you sneezed on the man's shirt. I mean, that's just. <laughs> but, Dwayne, do you have any more questions? No, nothing I can think of. I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been great talking to you. Oh, thank you, guys. I had a blast. This was fun. Oh yeah, we'll definitely have to do it again, you know, and have you come on and tell us how it was with Le- with legendary Larry D with him putting the handprint across your chest. I guess that's you know I've been thinking about adding some more tattoos to my collection. I guess Larry's handprint's going to be my next one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Tattoo appointment, you know. I didn't really think that through, and I agreed to when I signed that contract. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or either that, or get a nice North Carolina 
you know, UNC symbol because we discovered all go. three Tar Heel fans. And so mm-hmm. crazy enough, I have been thinking about getting a Reds, Bengals, and Tar Heels logo tattoo somewhere on my leg. I have been thinking about it recently. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. You never know. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, go, go check out Star Rider going against legendary Larry D on August 19th. And it hits in Covington for the Northern Wrestling Federation Summer Sizzler Fan Fest. It's going to be fun. There's going to be games. You get to meet the wrestlers. They're going to have a panel. They're going to have merch. I'm going to be there. I mean, that right there is the reason. You know, I'm going to be there with both my kids. You know, both my kids are going to be there. So uh, my son's been to the one two years ago. My daughter's never been to one. She did go to the Revolution Rising. She had a blast. And this will be the last thing she does before she has to head back to college up at Wright State. So, uh, but this will be a good time. Go check it out. And Joylin, you need to get your butt up here. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody, everybody, dude, you know how many people ask me, when's Joylin come up? I'm like, I don't know. Ask him. And so bring the food truck. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, oh, you got to come up now, Doylin. Yeah. See. <laughs> you know how much money you would make in that food truck from the boys in the back? Oh, my to- God. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. You'd make I need to run, th- that, run that by my wife. We're like, hey, I, I, no worries. Seen, makes a lot of money. <laughs> have you seen how big DC and Rex are? Yeah. <laughs> they just thought. Yeah, just off them, you'd probably make 50, 75 bucks. And off me, you'd probably make 20 because I can, I don't look like I eat a lot. <laughs> up there, we'll make, we'll pay for that gas. Don't worry. See, there you go. So, but until we can meet again, my friends, I'd say good night and God bless. God bless. God bless.